Hey everyone, welcome to How to Pass NCLEX slash Monday Motivation across the nation. You made it to the live class. We're talking about autonomic dysreflexia today. Important subject. I did a little segment on it on the, the TikTok channel today, but man, I got to put this to the side because I got something better than autonomic dysreflexia on today. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming in. God bless you all. It's class time. I have something better than autonomic dysreflexia, better than even myself. I have this beautiful thing right here. Remar, nurse. She's here. Say hi, everybody. I got to put my hair on. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Regina. Oh, my goodness. It's so good to see your face. Thank I know you. the story. Um, you're a nurse now, so you're taking time out. This is a real Remar nurse, y'all. Official Remar nurse. You see the yes. joy? You see the joy on the face of uh, a Remar nurse that passes NCLEX? Well, I felt defeated for, oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, I I didn't pass my exit HESI. Okay. Oh, and I felt so defeated afterwards. So I had to go back and do another term, which was uh, 10 weeks. Oh my so, goodness. Wait, so you didn't pass your, so why don't you think you passed your exit exam? Cause this is a big thing that I get. Do you feel like nursing school didn't prepare you for the exit? What do you know now that you need to share? Um, I think it was, I think I was in my own way. Um, I don't, I'm not a good tester. That's, that's first of all, I don't think that I had the confidence that I needed. Um, and truthfully, after doing going through your program, I don't believe I have the content either. Okay. So would you suggest somebody do an NCLEX review before exit exams if they have the time to? Yes. I wish I had known about your program beforehand. I definitely would have taken advantage. And I believe that I would have been successful my first time. So I, I had to repeat my exit, HESI, uh, well, the whole term. And then I took my, I took my NCLEX uh, probably a month later and mm -hmm. I didn't pass. Okay. So I can't imagine how devastating that was to fail the exit and then have to do that entire term again. So um, shout out to you for not giving up at that point. Cause a lot of people drop out of nursing school and then they don't return back to nursing school. Well, when I tell you there was at least 60 of us, I believe it was like 60 that started with us. We were probably under 20 when we finished. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. a lot of people didn't make it and it was a shame, you know, but through it all, even through my failing and all of that, I just kept God first. Yeah. I just kept praying and, and I knew in my heart of hearts that he didn't bring me that far to leave me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. shout out to Mark too, because whenever he did the prayers, like I received all of that and I needed it. I needed all of that, you know, I, because I'm a firm believer that with, with God, everything is possible indeed. It is. So, okay. So you went back, you had success with your, um, your exit exams. You were able to cross, uh, yes. stage for graduation and then talk to us about the prep, the prep time or how you prepared the first time taking NCLEX. Was it the next gen NCLEX or was it the previous NCLEX the first time you took it? Uh, it was the, it was the very, um, 
It was the NGN. So okay. I graduated April 19th. Yep. Um, I took my, um, I believe the end of April or the beginning of April is when they started the NGN. So um, on May 27th, I failed the NCLEX. And on May 31st, I bought your program. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why do you think you failed? How did you prepare the first time? What surprised I, you on that NG, that NCLEX that you failed? Like, what didn't you feel prepared for? I was told, I was told to do 100 questions a day. That Lord. did not work. I was studying rationales versus the content. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, clearly that didn't work. And I, I so... I probably cried for two days, for two days, I'm sure. It was two days, I cried for two days and something just came over me. I was like, okay, so I have to do something totally different. I wasn't going to do what I did before. I wasn't gonna listen to my old professors. I wasn't gonna listen to students that were successful. I mean, because obviously it worked for them, but everybody has like you always say their own journey and so it didn't work for me so I, I said i need something that's structured and when i found your program it was exactly what i needed exact at this at the exact same time um, it wasn't a coincidence i believe that it was you were heaven sent your program is exactly what i needed when i needed it yeah. When I needed it, like I'm tearing up now because I'm overjoyed because it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And for the first person that tells me, oh, well, you're just an LPN. Oh, baby. No, no. I'm here to tell you, no, I worked my butt off. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Tell me, um, how long did you do the program? How long did you did you follow the study calendar? Did you I did. I studied okay. your calendar uh, because, like I said, I felt like I needed structure. Um, doing it on my own, I was just all over the place. I was studying Elsevier. I studied Lippincott, um, Passpoints. Um, I did EAQs. Um, there was another nurse online. I, I looked at her videos for a while, but none of it, it just, I wasn't prepared. And I felt confident. I did. I felt confident. I got this. And yeah, no. Midway, midway, I teared up and I had raised my hand so I could go to the restroom. And so I just went in there and I just threw water in my face. I went back in and I was just, I just felt defeated. I knew that it was a no-go. But after your program. Uh-huh. Talk about it. When I went in there that morning. Actually, the night before, I told my boyfriend, I told him, I said, babe, I can, I will, and I must pass the NCLEX. I said, it's going down tomorrow, period. All right. Period. <laughs> I had all the confidence. I wasn't even nervous. I didn't have the anxiety that held me back before because I knew in my heart of hearts, like I went through your program. I, um, I probably only took 400 questions. Um, because I did the V2 twice, I was going through um, my quick facts as soon as I received it in the mail. I, I went through that a couple of times. And then I did my CAT 
two days before I tested. And then the day before I tested, I passed both times. So that gave me the confidence. And trust me, your questions are not easy. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But um, it really helped that you gave me what I needed um, as far as after I got done with my CATs, I could go back in my weak areas and really focus on those. And that's why I think that I was so prepared. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Overprepared. Like I've never heard anybody talk about that NCLEX experience like that, where you just was like, I was confident. I had no doubts, you know, I, and I love it. And, and I, and I love the fact that you did every part of the program. You used the study calendar. I did. You did the, you did the videos. Yes, ma'am. You did the question bank. You did both computer adapted tests. I did. And those tests are difficult. So they what are. else, what else could they have thrown at you? I like that's, that's what I was saying. I'm, I'm, I was ready. I was Remar ready. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> I love it. New, Remar, ready? Write it down. Somebody write it down. I have my, I have my daughter. She starts school on the 22nd of okay. August. Okay. She's starting her LPN program, and she, too, will be a Remar nurse. Yeah. She knows all about the program. She knows what it is. She's like, okay, Mom, just tell me this first. Did you use her the first time or the second time? I said, if I had heard the first time, I would have not have failed. She was like, okay, so that's all I needed to know. She said, I'm in. I love so it. I'm going to pay for her program. So my question to you, though, you have a program for students, right? Not just the NCLEX, because I wanted her to use you while she's in school. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting, I'm getting that together. I oh. did um, in VT the curriculum support program. Right. And so I just need to launch it. But we've been so busy with Next Gen and the Remar nurses that I just have to get to it. I just really do. I got to get out of my own way and get okay. out. <laughs> okay. Well, could you just let me know? Because mm -hmm. I want to purchase that program for her. Definitely. Definitely. So that, definitely. you know, it I just got you. Her. Yeah. I got you. When did she start school? August 22nd. Okay, August 22nd. Okay, 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 okay. I put that in my mind. Put that in my mind. But thank you so much. People are asking, um, how many questions did you do a day? Did you focus on the questions a lot? Like, what advice Actually, would you give to somebody? I I did not focus on the questions because that's where I strived last time and it didn't work. So this time around, what I did was I, I went by your your uh your schedule period i went by your schedule i did questions when i was told to do questions Beautiful. and i i didn't and, and when i tell you what i did with those questions i felt so good about the content that you gave me i had the confidence to go in and just do the hard questions wow. i didn't play with the moderate or the easy ones I just went straight for the hard ones. I just, that's all I did. It was like 400 questions, a little bit over 400 questions altogether. But no, that was the last thing that I was going to do. I focused on quick facts and V2. Perfect, man. What a breath, breath of fresh air to hear you say these things um, because I know that it was not easy especially if you had experience where you failed your exit exams. That, well, yes. that tells me a lot. So you've rebounded from not only failing exit exams, having the 
perseverance to continue with nursing school, yes. take NCLEX, not be successful, go back and do what you need to do. And yes. so the investment is required. And I tell people that that's all right. the time. You have that's to invest right. in not just money, but time. That's, time. that's exactly right. I had to stay on a schedule. And I'll tell you the first time, of course, I had 150 questions. And this time I had 150 questions also. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, okay, there's a pattern here, but I felt like I did what I, I knew what I needed to know. And I felt like I did what I was supposed to do this time around. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That confidence, yeah. it makes a difference. Would you say, uh, would you, how did you feel about the case studies, um, that you encountered? Did you feel like they were, um, more easier, more difficult? Did you they like were, them? Did you not think, like them? I think they were easier because yours, I think yours were harder. <laughs> I think yours were more challenging and that get, that got me to where I needed, or it, I can't really say that for sure. It's because I had the content that I needed. Yeah. Bottom line, I had the content going into the NCLEX, so I couldn't say that. I was still in the midst of learning when I was doing your, your true. questions. True. So true of true. course, I, I guess naturally yours would have been harder. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But yeah. they, they definitely helped. They yeah. definitely helped. Yeah. And I think that's part of the process. And I love when the students come here, come here with the understanding that you're still learning. You're exactly. still on this journey. So be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself if you right. don't feel like you know everything. But right. don't skip out on the difficult parts of the program. Don't right. skip out on the challenges now because the challenges, they may irritate you, but they're also growing you. So well, I'll tell you, um, that's what I did. I challenged myself and where I was weak at, I that's where I mainly focused. That's that's where I put my focus on. Um, but at a lot of times I felt like really slow. Like, how did I even get through school without knowing this? There was a lot of content that you covered that I don't remember being covered in school, like at all. Yeah. Like at all. I, I really appreciate it. Like you, you are the truth. Like that that quick facts was my nursing Bible. That thing went with me. And when I tell you, when I had downtime, I was in quick facts. God is good. I, yes. I didn't take phone calls. I actually had a death in the family. Mm -hmm. And I just, I called everybody and reached out and let them know that I have to do this. My uncle would want me to do this. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't make it because I didn't want to get distracted at all yeah so yeah. I, I just had my head down the whole time if i wasn't in v2 i was in quick facts okay and if, if there's anybody watching that is skeptical Ugh. um just invest invest i mean you'll get it back tenfold you'll get it back it's i mean if if you don't think you're worth it then you shouldn't even be in the program <laughs> i'm just saying wow. Yeah. You know what? I wish I could just take you with me every day, everywhere, <laughs> because 
these are the points that I try to stress all the time. Like literally when you invest in yourself, you shorten the process, you save time, you right. save trying to have to worry, what am I supposed to do today? Am I making progress? All of those problems are solved for you, but it takes the investment. To That's even exactly right. It. That's yeah. exactly right. And the commitment. Mm-hmm. And the commitment. Yep. Yeah, I get phone calls. Tish, you want to do this today? Tish, you want to do that? I'm like, no, I have to study. One of my good girlfriends, she flew out. I'm in Denver. She flew out from St. Louis and she's like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm studying for my boards. So I, yeah. Can't, I'll can't. see you next time, baby. Yes, yeah. yes. This is the journey. This is what that walk looks like. It's yeah. not easy. It, no. It's isolating. It's lonely. But when you go into that exam, you have to have in the back of your mind, I did everything I could have done. That's exactly right. And so. you know what's crazy? I mean, my boyfriend says it all the time. He's always saying signs and symbols is for the conscious mind, right? So when I'm leaving, the whole time I'm in my uh, in-person view, taking my exam, you were in my head. I can, I will, I must pass NCLEX. Okay, so Platt College is in this building that I had to go in. I had to pass their office and on their wall, I read, I didn't see it coming in, but on the way out, I saw it. It says, I can, I will, I did. And I said, I sure did to myself. I said, I sure did. I Whoever was, you know, around was probably like, what? Who is she talking to? Myself. Myself. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I know you're a busy nurse, but I love it when the Remar nurses come back and they get to see your face and they get to see you and they get to say, um, you know, she was where I used to be. I can get there. She's telling me what she did. She's telling me how she felt. It was not easy. But with God is possible. That's right. That's right. And I I I sat in for plenty of your game nights. I was trying to win that money too, because I needed it. I I was trying, but I guess my fingers wasn't fast enough. But whenever um whenever you would say, Okay, who's next? I'm like, me, 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 I'm next. I'm next. Like you have to believe that you're next. I'm talking to all the future nurses. You have to believe and you will. You will. You will. Thank you so much, everybody. No Thank problem. you. Congratulate this Remar nurse. She did it on I the did. journey. Oh, my goodness. I did. Can it was not easy. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Um, you've inspired us today. Uh, and just don't forget, come back. Come back. You know oh, where I to find will. us. Uh, and you, you're sending your daughter to us. So we'll be looking for her. Tell I her. definitely will. Her name yeah. is Mikhail Page. And I promise you, I'll be checking in to make sure she's doing what she's supposed to do. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, ma'am. You will be hearing from me. I appreciate you so much. I have your information. So I know you got to go. I will get with you, okay? You'll, yes, you'll because I have an interview. Oh. In Jesus' name, I'm claiming this job because I really want it. I wanted to go in mental health. So I'm I'm praying that this is this is what it is. Girl, it's yours already. It's yours. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, you got this. You oh, got thanks this. everybody for the for the congratulations. Yes, thank oh. you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. I love it. I love it. Remar nurses. This is real, guys. This is real. All right. Um, she was playing game nights with you guys. She was 
studying in the V2 with you guys, and now she has her license. So who is next to come on here, show your beautiful, happy faces, and let everybody know you can, you will, you did pass NCLEX. Let's get into autonomic dysreflexia. Man, oh, Doris. Hi, Doris. She says, I passed NCLEX RN on July 19th with Quick Facts. Am officially a Remar nurse. I love that. I love that. Amy says, hi, family. I passed. I'm a proud Remar RN. Who's Remar ready? Did you hear her say that? I love it. Um, Brenda also says, God bless Remar. I can, I will. I did pass NCLEX LPN and RN. Brenda, Come on with it. Not two for two. Amazing. Amazing, you guys. Is there anybody else? Paige says she's next. Hey, um, who else? Me, me, I'm next. Yes, I, I want to see your faces, honestly. Just come on. Who's Remar ready? I love that. Wow. Shall we, shall we go on or shall we just pause for the cause? All right, I'm ready. Autonomic dysreflexia, let's get into it. This is a very important topic that you need to know. Hey, let me let me pause for this. I got to say this. If you don't have V2, if you don't have Quick Facts, I don't care if it's the new version, the old version, the first version, you got to get it. You got to get into it. V2, we got just a few more days before the sale ends for V2. I need you guys to rock with me in V2. Sign up for remarnurse.com. And get started with this course. It's going to save you so much time. It is going to give you the structure that you need, the content, the questions. All right. If you're if this is your first time watching me, let's do autonomic dysreflexia and let me see how you feel about the content. If you don't know this subject, honestly, if you don't know this subject, then you're not ready for NCLEX. So let's get into autonomic dysreflexia. Let's talk about the principles of it, okay? And let's see how well you know it for NCLEX. So when we talk about autonomic dysreflexia, guys, mm-hmm, Mm-hmm. When we talk about autonomic dysreflexia, this is found in your Quick Facts book. If you have the next gen version guide, it's on page 10. All right. So autonomic dysreflexia, the reason why this is so important for you to know for NCLEX is because it is an urgent emergent condition for patients who have spinal cord injuries. And so patients who have spinal cord injuries, they don't always know when something is happening to their body. And so it's very important for you as the nurse to know the signs and symptoms. Anyhow, autonomic dysreflexia occurs in clients with spinal cord injury at T6 or higher, all right? So this means that when you talk about what the cervical nerves innervate and what the thoracic nerves innervate, this is a serious condition. Okay, this is a serious condition. And so during autonomic dysreflexia, what you have is a condition of hypertension and subsequently bradycardia. All right. And so autonomic dysreflexia, if I could be clear, is you have the body split in half fighting against itself. Okay. You have the body split in half fighting against itself. So imagine the chaos that's going on. 
and out let me let me try to be more clear before getting ahead of myself so when you think about the nerves and we think about the thoracic cavity and the thoracic innervation and the cervical innervation let's just look at the c column the cervical column is going to be a the the function of your head and neck all right your diaphragm your upper strength your upper body strength okay but particularly the brain the head and the neck right the signals that are there the breathing that is there so this is a very serious issue when you don't have proper communication for um for our patient now the thoracic cavity this is your chest also your arms and your hands your breathing Okay, T3, T4, T5, in your chest, abdomen, T6 through 8, and then your lower back, your lower back for the lumbar. But we're talking about what, what level for autonomic dysreflexia? We're talking about T6 or higher, T6 or higher here. All right. Now, do I want to get into this? So, okay, don't, I don't want to get into this yet. Or no, maybe I do. Let me get into it. So what is the etiology? What causes this hypertensive crisis in our patients? What causes it are the Bs. So again, we're talking about patients with spinal cord injuries, meaning that below T6, they don't have feeling. They don't really have, they're, they're paralyzed. So what happens is a patient will have one of these conditions and it creates a stimuli, all right? So they'll have bladder issues. So for example, they will have a distended full bladder. They may have kidney stones. They may have urinary tract infection, okay? So they're gonna have some sort of bladder problem. They may have bowel problems. They may have um, constipation, right? Impaction, back passage means they may have hemorrhoids, um, um, or, or some other, uh, you know, stimuli in their um, in their anal region. They may have a boil on the body. The boils are very painful. It will be a stimuli. They may have some issues with their bones. They may have a fracture that they're not aware of, or they may have issues with babies. And, and that means maybe the patient is pregnant. Maybe they are having, or they have had sexual intercourse. At at some point, though, whether it's a bowel, bladder, baby problem there is a stimulus that is happening and it is trying to get to what okay so if your patient has a full bladder who needs to know about the full bladder in the body i'm talking to organs or if your patient is uh they're constipated and they have a bowel impaction even though that's happening down here in the lower region the signal is trying to go off to the brain but is it getting there it's not getting there. So that signal is blocked. So do you see the problem? Do you see why I say the body is split in half? Because below T6, there is an issue. Hey, the bladder is full. The bladder is full. Or I'm constipated. I have, you know, I have this painful boil on my skin and it's hurting me. And so the bottom half is like fight or flight. The parasympathetic nervous system is activated because we have an issue here. But because that signal is not reaching to the brain, the top half of the body is rest and digest. The top half of the body is like, we're doing good. 
everything is fine. The bottom half of the body is all alarms off. And so what you have is because that signal is not making it to the brain, the body begins to do what it can, right? Which is going to be when you're fight or flight, the nerves down here understand the assignment, okay? The nerves down here understand the assignment. And so they begin to vasoconstrict. The nerves begin to vasoconstrict. What is that going to do to the blood pressure? Everything down here is vasoconstricting, okay? It is going to do what? All right. This is how, this is what I mean when I talk about going over content. We're not just focusing on the questions. We're breaking down this condition so that no matter where you see it again, you know autonomic dysreflexia. Okay. So what happens is when the body begins to vasoconstrict, like you guys are saying, that blood pressure is going to go up, 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 up. Okay. So instead of the brain getting the signal that the bladder is full, okay? The brain is not going to get that signal. The brain is going to get the signal that the blood pressure is elevated, okay? So that is the message that the brain is going to get. What is the brain going to do when it, it understands that the body's blood pressure is elevated? What is the compensatory mechanism? When is, what is the compensation that happens when the blood pressure increases naturally? What does the heart rate do? When the blood pressure goes up, the brain is going to compensate by dropping the heart rate. Okay. So you see now, this is a problem for our patient because the brain is going to lower the heart rate the bottom half of the body is still constricting. So the blood pressure is still going to go up because the stimulus is still there. Okay. Now, if we don't fix issues for our patient, if we don't fix this issue, if we don't remove the stimuli, that blood pressure is just going to keep going up. All right. The heart rate is going to keep dropping. The blood pressure is going to keep going up. This patient's going to be in shock. All right. This patient is up for a deadly event. This is why autonomic dysreflexia is so important. This is why it's so important for you to notice it because the patient will not have any kind of awareness of what's really the problem because they're paralyzed. So they won't be able to say, oh, my, my, my bowels are full, you know, or I have a pain. So you as the nurse have to be your patient's, um, you know, you, you have to be the patient's safety mechanism. You are the angel for this patient because you know information. All right. So now that I have set the scene for the issue, bladder problems, bowel problems, back passage, boils, bones, babies can cause this event. So again, what is the clinical manifestation of this? It is going to be Patient's going to talk about a headache, okay? Their blood pressure is sky high. They're going to be sweating. They're going to have hypertension. They're going to be flushing, blurred vision, nasal obstruction, arrhythmias. We know that arrhythmia is bradycardia. They're going to feel nauseated and they're going to have anxiety. And again, like I said, the reason why is because you got half of the body in flight or fight. So the patient's anxious. They're like nauseated. They, they, they're unsettled. And then the top half of the body is rest and digest. So they have the dilation. They have the headache. 
they have, you know, blurry vision. They're kind of confused. Like they don't know really what is going on with them. They just feel bad all over. Irregular respiration. Thank you for adding that. Yeah. So we have to be the patient advocate. Yes. And this is an emergency situation. So what do we do? Okay. The goal is to prevent a hypertensive stroke because that blood pressure is through the roof. So what do we do? We position the patient. The acronym is PLEASE. We position the patient in high fowlers. We loosen tight clothing. We have to examine the patient. Sometimes we have to take a look. Are they wearing tight pants? Is their abdomen distended? You know, what, what is going on with the patient here? Okay. Also, we are accessing, assessing their blood pressure every five minutes. Yes, it's that serious. This is a very serious condition. We need to do that for our patients. All right. And we're treating the symptoms. So if you understand what the issue is, then you do have to treat the symptoms. You do have to put the patient on medication that will help them with the symptoms of this stimuli. Okay. Does that make sense? And then we're evaluating, we're evaluating this patient. This is a RN's patient. Absolutely. But it is important. Again, I always teach the PNs the importance of content knowledge too, because a PN should be able to understand what autonomic dysreflexia is. What are the principles? What does it mean for the patient? Okay. Now, our clinical priorities, our nursing priorities, any patient that comes in with a spinal cord injury at T6 or above is at risk for this. So we are always thinking about assessing them for noxious stimuli. Also, this is an emergency. This is an emergency. The acronym is PLEASE. And then also the health teachings for the patient, uh, you know, bowel, bladder programs, things like that. All right, NCLEX question time. NCLEX question times, you, you know how we do it. We go over the content first, and this is just the overview. Like I said, this topic comes from Quick Facts, page 10. So, um, this is where this information is coming from. I want you to test yourselves and see if you know it or if you don't know it. I'm going to put the first question up and then we'll look at our share goals to see if you want to, if you guys are able to unlock the fifth question. All right. Unlock the fifth question. So here's the first question. Let me put it up. It is this. Let's challenge ourselves on today. Uh, we'll see if we can unlock it. Here's the first question. From the following clients, the nurse knows that the client who is most success, susceptible to developing autonomic dysreflexia is number one, 45-year-old male with benign prostatic obstruction, two, 32-year-old pregnant client with a spinal cord injury at L4, okay, three, a 30-year-old with a spinal cord injury at T1 or a 61-year-old female with a spinal cord injury at T8. Let's go, guys. Put your answer up on the screen. We got 375 people watching, only 63 likes, y'all. So we got to get those likes up to 1. 
130. Get those likes up to 130 on YouTube. If you have not liked this video on YouTube, head on over there, smash that like button. We got to get to 130. Correct answer on the screen. Oh, I'm glad some of y'all showed up today. Uh, I see a lot of incorrect answers here, but let's go. The correct answer is actually number three, a 30-year-old with a spinal cord injury at T1. Remember, when we talk about autonomic dysreflexia, a lot of people picked four which is T8, okay? So we want T6 or above. And a lot of people pick number one, which is a prosthetic obstruction, not the same, okay? Not the same. So T6 or above, so that would be number three. That would be number three. Remember, guys, this is something that you have to memorize. You, you have to understand this, all right? And I'm telling you today, these questions can be tricky, these questions can be tricky, but that's why you showed up to class because you love the challenge. You love the challenge. Next question is this. Oh, the nurse is caring for a client with spinal cord injury at C7. Which of the following conditions should be assessed as most likely to cause autonomic dysreflexia? Here we go. Number one, bowel impaction. Two, kidney stones, three, constipation, four, unknown pregnancy. Hey, this is a great question here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a great question. The nurse is caring for a client with a spinal cord injury at C7. Which of the following conditions should be assessed as most likely to cause autonomic dysreflexia? Oh, I'm so glad you're here today. You guys are going you guys are going to be shocked, all right? As, as with as much as you're going to learn. So, I see the answer on the screen. A lot of people are picking number 1. Correct answer is number Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see this. So the correct answer here. Mm, uh, all right. So here's my challenge. I have here the correct answer is number one, which a lot of people pick number one, fecal impaction. Bowel and bladder issues are definitely the top two. So from the choices that are given here, the answer is number one, fecal impaction. All right, let me go back to the options because I want to do some teaching here. All right, so fecal impaction or bowel impaction is a big cause of um, autonomic dysreflexia. Kidney stones also can be a huge issue for autonomic dysreflexia. Constipation can also be a huge issue for autonomic dysreflexia, unknown pregnancy as well. All right. And so what I want to say is when you are preparing for NCLEX, understand and go into it with the idea that several of the answers can be right. Okay. Several of the answers can be right. But what we're looking for is the most common, the most common or most likely in the scenario. And so Fecal impaction, bowel obstruction, in this particular instance, is going to be the most common. Now, if I had to put, if I had to put a distended bladder, 
okay? If I would have put a full bladder, then that would have been the right answer for that situation. You understand what that what, what I mean when I say that? Because a full bladder is going to be more likely than a bowel obstruction, all right, or, or fecal impaction. So always approach NCLEX with the mentality that more than one of these answers can be right, and I need to prioritize them based on my content knowledge, okay? So I just wanted to do that caveat because this is a real, realistic example of how NCLEX can trip you up, and they'll present you with several of the right answers, okay? So it says, I see why you got to give enemas. Yes, I see why you got to give enemas. So um, can I explain the difference between one and three? So one and three, the difference is, um, the difference is the severity of one. So you can be constipated. A, a person that's constipated uh, definition wise is what, what you haven't, you know, you haven't defecated in, three days, right? You're constipated. But when you have an impaction, that means that you have a solid mass that is preventing the outflow of, you know, fecal matter. And so that impaction is going to radiate and cause a bunch of other symptoms. But for patients who are paralyzed, it is going to be a stimulus that the body interprets as something that is dangerous, but it can't be communicated to the brain. So I, that's the difference, if I explained that right. Somebody else give a, a better proper definition than me, look it up and, and, and give it to us. All right, here's question number three, let's move on. Which of the following findings should the nurse monitor as signs and symptoms of autonomic dysreflexia? Select two that apply. We got number one, flank pain, two, headache, three, bradycardia, four, dysphagia, five, early satiety, six, tinnitus. Uh-huh. What say if you guys come on in, this is the day to win it, honestly. Monday is the most challenging day, and you're doing yourself a huge favor by showing up for this study session. I cannot be more prouder of you for being here. It's time to study. We're only three likes away from our bonus question. So hurry up, like this video, three more people so we can move on. These questions are good. Correct answer on the screen. I think we're all on one accord here. Correct answer is two and three. Again, bradycardia is going to be because of a compensation to the hypertension that's going on, and the headache is going to be due to the vasodilation. Sympathetic overdrive causes the bradycardia, paler, and cool skin. Parasympathetic overdrive causes vasodilation, all right, in this patient. Oh, I, I love that. Final question, are we going to make it? Here it is. The nurse is caring for a client with spinal cord injury at C4. The client has become restless, diaphoretic, and is reporting severe headache. Current BP obtained is 150 over 90 with a heart rate of 46. Which of the following actions should firstly be taken by this nurse? Number one, administer nitroglycerin. Two, 
repeat the blood pressure. Three, apply oxygen. Four, position the client in high fowlers. Oh, I love it. I love it. Come on in. This is how to pass NCLEX. If this is your first time getting down with Remar, we do this every Monday at noon. We do this every Monday at noon. We get you together. So when you're on that exam, you know exactly what to do. And I particularly love this question because this is a situation where, let me just put the right answer up. You guys got it. It was definitely number four. This is a situation where oxygen is not the priority. And see, if you don't know autonomic dysreflexia, if you haven't studied the content of it, you will fall into this trap where you think putting oxygen on your patient is the priority because you look at the heart rate of 46 and you say, oh no, this patient's not gonna have the oxygen they need. And so this is why I stress to you guys, content is king. Content is king around here. So the client is likely having autonomic dysreflexia, which is an emergency situation. And we gotta prevent the hypertensive stroke, which is gonna happen in the brain. So what we need to do is we need to position the head above the legs. We need to elevate the patient to the highest possible, which is high Fowler's position. All right, everything else can be done secondary, but the question is asking, what do you need to do first? What do you need to do first? And so around these parts, we always do content first. We always do content first. Let me say this. We're going to be Remar ready. You guys did it. Good job, Team Remar. We got the bonus question unlocked. Here it is. Question number five. In a preventative plan for autonomic dysreflexia, which nursing intervention is most effective? Pow. Number one, maintaining a bowel movement at least once a week. Two, a high fiber diet. Three, straight catheterization every four to six hours. Four, nitroglycerin is at the bedside for hypertensive emergencies. Ooh. Mm. You guys. I don't even know what to say. Okay, what I'm going to say is, remember, NCLEX is not only testing your nursing knowledge, it is also testing your reading knowledge, your reading knowledge. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go back and put the right answer down, because the answer that I'm seeing is not right. Let's do it again. In a preventative plan for autonomic dysreflexia, which nursing intervention is most effective? <laughs> I got to take the stern tone for you guys because I don't know what's happening here. What's happening? We went over the content. You're ignoring the content. All right. Correct answer is number. Here we go. Okay is number three, it is number three because you know it, you knew this. I told you bowel problems are going to, I'm sorry, bladder problems are going to be the most likely to cause this problem. Bowel problems are secondary, okay? 
Bowel problems are secondary. So if you have an option where you need to address a bladder issue over a bowel issue, you got to go with the bladder issue. Let's look at the, let's, let me, let me back that thing up. Let's look at the options. Maintaining a bowel movement once a week. That's bowel. High fiber diet. That's bowel. Okay. So you have two things that are addressing the bowels. They're going to cancel each other out. That's both bowels. Let's look for what's different. Straight catheterization every four to six hours. That's bladder. That's bladder. Um, nitroglycerin at the bedside. That's not really preventative. That's treatment after the fact. So if you literally just read the question for what's in front of you, you only have one answer to pick. The most effective, which is going to be related to the most likely cause of autonomic dysreflexia. All right. So how did you do? I'm so glad we unlocked that final question. The, the unlocked questions sometimes are really good. All right. And again, you have to not read so much into next-gen questions. Next-gen questions are very straightforward. Next-gen questions are very straightforward. So more than likely, if it's presenting an option to you now, it's a viable option. So you don't have to question whether this is something that you would or wouldn't do. You more likely have to question, does this make sense right now for what I'm asking? Uh, or what what I'm being asked, you know what I'm saying? So we don't have to worry about uh, is this is this a treatment that is even appropriate? No, the treatments are going to be appropriate. They want you to be a better real life nurse, so they're going to prevent you from thinking. Um, you know, they're going to prevent you from trying to think too much into it as much as possible, and they're going to say, "How do we help new nurses critically think?" We help new nurses critically think by putting four good options in front of them and then asking them to choose which one is the best, okay? Which one is the best? So in this situation, in this situation, three was the best, okay? How did you do? Okay. How did you do? Four out of five, five out of five. Those were good. Those are good numbers for today because we did spend a, a good amount of time looking at the content of this matter. So I am proud of you guys, even just for showing up, even if you learned one new thing, how many people can say that they learned one new thing about autonomic dysreflexia? Okay. Autonomic dysreflexia. I certainly enjoyed presenting the information to you guys, but guess what? It's not over. So the next part of our study sessions is what I like to call Monday motivation across the nation. Wow. The Monday motivation for today is learn to put the glass down. Learn to put the glass down. What do you think I mean when I say that? What do you think I mean when I say that? Learn to put the glass down. Some of y'all holding on to something. So let me ask you this. Okay, imagine you're holding a glass of water. Can everybody vibe with me? Just vibe with me on this. Imagine you're holding a glass of water, okay? And you know what it's like to fill the water. You know what it's like to have cold water in your hands. You fill the cup. It's a glass cup and you're holding it. And you're just holding it out. Just holding it out, okay? Just holding that glass out. And... It's fine, okay? After you hold it for a minute, it's no problem. You're like holding it. It's no problem. It's a minute, okay? But what if you hold it out for an hour? What's that going to be like? If you hold it out for an hour, oh my goodness. 
gonna be kind of tough, huh? Arm gonna start aching. And what if you can hold it out for a whole day? If you had to hold it for a whole day, your arm is gonna feel numb. Ooh, your arm is gonna be aching. It's gonna be feeling paralyzed. Somebody getting this. Somebody is getting where I'm going with this right now. You holding on to that thing, all right? The weight of the glass doesn't change. It's still the same glass that you had in the beginning, right? Okay, but the longer you hold on to it, the heavier it gets. The stress and the worries in life are like the glass of water, y'all, okay? And what I find is that when it comes to, when it comes to this process of passing NCLEX, it, and particularly if you had some failure, man, the longer that you hold on to those negative feelings, the longer that you hold on to the mentality of uh, disappointment or I can't do it or I'm not smart enough, the heavier that weight will be to move off of you, the more challenging it will be to get up from out of that because you've been holding on to it for so long that what it does is it makes you numb, okay? It makes you numb to this process. It makes you feel paralyzed, meaning that you can come here and you could see the, you know, the positivity of the community and you can watch us do the questions and you could hear a Remar nurse say, this is what I did. And you are so numb from holding on to the stress and the worry and the trauma of your past NCLEX results, that you're paralyzed. You can't even vibe with it. Like you can't even make the next step, okay? Uh, because you're stuck up under that weight. And so if that's you, I am encouraging you. Put the glass down. Just put it down. Put it down, look at it, and step to the side because that's not you. Sometimes we hold on to stuff, stuff for so long that it becomes a part of us. And we think that that's our identity. It's not. Your identity is not disappointment, failure, paralysis, numbness. That's not who you are. That's an experience that you had. And all of us will have an experience of that. But what we must not do is give the enemy a footstool to think that that's who we have been called to be because it's not. And so we have to get out of our own way. What I loved about the Remar nurse that came on here, she felt the NCLEX. She felt, now let me back it up. She felt the exit exams and the school said, you failed. If you want to be a nurse, you got to do this entire semester again. She said, okay. She took it. She ate it. All right, she came back, did another 10 weeks, passed her exam, okay? Then she took NCLEX, did what other people said she should do, 100 questions a day, listen to her teachers, whatever, whatever, fail NCLEX. She said the next day she got B2, the next day, okay? Which means she did not hold on to that failure. She did not identify with it. It was something that happened to her, but at the end of the day, it was not who she was. She had to keep going, okay? She had to keep going. So I'm telling you guys today, because now look at her, she preparing for an interview for a job. She passed her NCLEX. I'm telling you guys today, 
move, put the cup down, get out of your own way and get going. Because the longer that you get comfortable with something, the uh, the stronger of a connection it will feel to you. All right. And so um, when you guys come here and you are challenged, it could be annoying. I know sometimes I irritate you guys. I know sometimes I agitate you. I know sometimes when you're in V2, you roll your eyes, you get upset, you're irritated. When you got to take a quiz again that you thought you passed, but you didn't pass it. And V2 does not tell you what answer you got wrong. It just says, take it again. You didn't make it. I know that makes you guys like a little irritated sometimes because I get the emails. I see the emails, right? But what I am trying to do is irritate you up out of this comfort zone. I'm trying to agitate you up out of this place that you have settled in. That's what I'm trying to do. And I don't have a lot of time to do it. So sometimes I have to be really short when I say things to you. Okay. Somebody says, never, you never do that. You never do that. Uh, you guys are too kind. No, I do. Um, I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to a guy last night and he was messaging me about you know, a situation and his wife didn't pass in like she felt like five times. And so I'm talking to him. It's late. It's Sunday night. And I'm just like dialoguing back and forth. And he messaged me months ago. I'm just telling you the story because sometimes you have to put the glass down and other people around you have to put the glass down. So he messaged me back in March and said, hey, my, my wife failed. She she studied with you world. She failed. I'm like, OK, um, she needs content. She probably need content. She failed four times at the time. He said, oh, I'm skeptical about this program. I'll check back in later. Then he says, uh, comes back to me last night and says, uh, we tried Kathleen, she failed. Okay, I'm just saying names because I'm just trying to tell you what I deal with as somebody that's motivating and encouraging people who won't put down the glass. So I'm like, okay. So I told you back then what I thought she should do. I told you to get into V2 and you didn't do it. And now she didn't pass again. So now you're coming back to me and you're asking me, what should she do? And I said, the same thing I told you to do months ago is what I'm telling you right now. Nothing has changed, right? And he's like, uh, I'm a little skeptical to get V2. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what I'm telling you is that not a near single one of the other people that you invested in the last five times are up on a Sunday night talking to you about your wife's situation. So don't be skeptical of me because I'm the one that's here talking to you right now. And so when I'm telling you guys, sometimes y'all got to get out of your own way. Sometimes you got to put the glass down yourself. And anybody that's on the journey with you, they got to put the glass down too. Because what happens is we can reinforce negative stereotypes, negative, you know, feelings or emotions. We like to replay those things in our minds and it doesn't get you anywhere. So do what y'all have to do. Okay. Identify wisdom and use it to get to the next level. Every Monday, every Wednesday, we come together, we study. I say do X, Y, and Z. I need y'all to do X, Y, and Z. I bring real people on here that says, I did X, Y, and Z, and I passed. And I still get emails from people saying, I've used everything else, but I'm skeptical about this. I need you to be skeptical 
about the comfort zone that you've been in. Not skeptical about me. I'm here. Okay. I digress. Yeah. It's going to be a good week for us. This is what we do. Not every part of the journey is easy. Not every part of the journey is patty caking, patting y'all on the back. This is a real Monday conversation. Are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? Okay. Are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? 2023 is almost over. We're moving into August. Let's get that license. Let's get that license this year. All right. Because the next generation of nurses, mm, the next generation of nurses are coming up behind you guys. And I don't want you to be a part of that class. All right. Everybody that's watching me, almost 500 people watching me. If you're not in nursing school, let's get that license and let's move on past this state because there is something else in your future that's not this. And I love this. I love it. This is my life. This is my journey. I will perpetually be in this state of studying for NCLEX. Okay. That's just my, that's my road that I'm on, but this is not your road. Your road is not to be here with me perpetually. Your road is a passerby. Hey, it's nice to meet you. My name's Regina. I'm here to help you for a very short time. And then you will go off and do something amazingly well. And I will always be back here so proud of you whenever you do check in. But our relationship is temporary. All right. And that's okay. That's okay. But there are people coming after you that need to know that you actually did what you were supposed to do. So that's why I need y'all to get your nursing license, come back and tell the next group that is here studying with me that they can do it too. That's how this community works. And the beautiful thing about it is this is naturally what it has evolved to. This relationship where we understand the assignment is to help the next person, the next person. So do y'all part, okay? Do y'all part today because this is a beautiful journey, all right? And I'm glad you made it here. Think about them, all right? Think about your stresses for a while, but the longer that you think about them, then they begin to hurt, okay? If you think about them all day long, you're feeling paralyzed. You're feeling incapable of doing anything. And so that's the point that we want to be aware of this week. All right. So we're going to put our glasses down. I love this picture. And we're going to take a rest. Okay. With a clear mind and a light heart, we can find strength to tackle any obstacle (laughs) that comes our way and turn stress into a driving force for personal growth and achievement. That's what we're going to do. I love this. Thanks, guys, for watching. Monday Motivation has been served today. Autonomic dysreflexia. I hope you guys enjoyed this study session with me. I'm coming back on Wednesday. I'm coming back on Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. If you need to get in V2, get started on the full journey. (laughs) Remar Nurse 
www.jamesbrownmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusical